Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's, or you can listen to us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. So, everyone, we've done a long warm-up. I won't get into a commentary today, but I'm back with us after three years, Kyle and Molly of Keto Brains. How are you guys doing? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Been, hey, thank you. In the time. So I'm going to start with Molly. Um, Molly, we, I mean, last time we were talked, we were just beginning COVID. We were all going into that. Um, actually, let's rewind back. Let's talk about what Keto Brains is since it's been such a long time. And let's talk about where they can find you guys online if they want to reference it and what the goal is for keto brains like why did you guys create this product what are you hoping to accomplish with it yeah uh thank you so keto brains is a ketogenic creamer and keto brains is a fully functional nootropic so keto brains nootropic creamer is bringing together a uh, morning creamy delicious ketone producing creamer with a full suite of nootropics at proper doses that people will actually feel. So we have a full 300 milligrams of alpha GPC, 500 milligrams of lion's mane, and 250 milligrams of L-theanine. And part of the genesis of Keto Brains really was this whole movement where people's morning beverages were kind of becoming the delivery devices for a multitude of things whether it was medicinal mushrooms or MCT oil, uh, there were a whole bunch of ready to go products and a whole bunch of, you know, recipes, you know, DIY at home. And this was the perfect way to get a, a ketogenic fat coffee and a full nootropic stack without a, you know, empty counter of oils and powders without a secondary expensive handful of nootropic pills. And, you know, this is something that Kyle and I had been making for ourselves. And we had started making it for ourselves during a time that I had endeavored to go into ketosis and was enjoying the additional gear that the ketogenic state gives you. And we just kind of in a highly ketogenic state with many nootropics in our brains got super giddy about the possibility of having a product that we could share with, you know, first a small community and then the world where we could help people with that first step of having a quote unquote better brain, a brain that was clearer, sharper, more focused and ready for whatever each individual was trying to do in a given day. So, I mean, the goal is it would be amazing if there were more individuals with solid, clear brains because a solid, clear brain really is the first step of creating a life that you want to live, irrespective of what that life looks like. Yep. And you can find us at ketobrains.com. Uh, we spend a lot of time on Instagram. We, we try to do a lot of educational posting and, uh, We've we've had a great three years of really building a community of folks worldwide, and we've got customers that are just folks looking to get rid of brain fog, people deep into the biohacking community, endurance athletes, 
students. Recovery, deep cellular health. It just, yeah. Um, pe- people looking to optimize for living their best possible lives are finding keto grains and starting their days with this little product that, you know, we started mixing up for ourselves like three and a half, four years ago. <laughs> And one of the things I like about what you what we're talking about here is that it's your brain is like any other muscle, and um, I think one of the things that we're talking about here is like your brain is like any other muscle. Just to clarify, and that you need to work on and you need to take care of it. You need to give it the proper things it needs to operate functionally. Like we worry about, okay, let's eat a banana so we don't get a muscle cramp. Okay, like it's the same thing for your brain. Like we should probably think about the things as humans that stimulate our brain in a way that makes it more functioning because we have this powerful thing and we don't use nearly all of it even close. Well, and one one thing that I think about a lot with this is, you know, we've all we if you're human, you've had a time in your life where you knew you needed to do things different, whether it was eat different, exercise different, quit your job, quit a relationship, do something new. You, you intellectually understand what you need to do and the steps. But if your neurotransmitter state is not such in that moment that you can conjure up enough dopamine to take the first action to make the changes, it's really, really difficult to affect those changes in your life. And with, with keto brains and with you know, many other supplements out there, I look at them as a way of kind of tickling all the right neurotransmitters to help someone who's already doing fine, obviously, but also to help those individuals who they functionally understand they need to do things in the real world to feel better and change their lives, but they straight up don't have the neurotransmitter state that's going to allow them to do so. And I feel like a lot of the ingredients in Keto Brains also offers up a way of, if you will, kind of turning up the lights in a brain that maybe has been, you know, low choline, low dopamine, low GABA. And we find that people like they, they feel better in the morning. They feel like they can do more. They feel like they can work longer hours. They can work out more. So yes, it's the actual nourishing of for a functioning brain, but it's also then bringing those neurotransmitters up to a place where people can follow through on the things they know they need to do to change their life. And that's where, you know, change your brain, change your life. Keto brains may in fact change your life, but the, the, the sentiment is anything you want to change about your life starts in your own, your own brain with your own thoughts and bringing that into the physical world. A hundred percent. Yeah. So sorry. Understanding <laughs> that you are responsible for your experience of this world. It's it's self-accountability. And if you want to have a dramatic change, you change the thing that does the thinking and the feeling <laughs> for you. Right? It's exactly. like where where would you want to start? The thing that is gonna have the biggest effect. But it's big and daunting. There's so much. Yeah. Uh, and I agree, and I think mental health is something that is going on and we need to pay attention to it, but I also think that we're not feeding the brain the right thing to be mentally healthy in the first place. Absolutely. And so there's a lot of that going on, and we don't. We just think that it needs to be, if we talk about it, which I agree, talking helps with things, and if we just take medicine, it's going to help. But no, there's like 
there's a balance that happens well before it. It's like we can level out serotonin in our brains. We can do that stuff by eating the proper foods, by not eating so much sugar. We don't put so much weird stimulation in our brain. You know, we can do things like that that help. I shouldn't say fix it, but it helps better our decisions. Like, And if your brain is healthier, your brain's making healthier decisions for your body. That's the exactly. weird part. Yeah. And when people, t- when people are like, oh, Justin, you know, whatever, you're, you're like so out there and you're so different. You're so driven. <laughs> and how are you so strong? And why, how are you such an athlete at 43? It's not because I did anything different. I just have been consistent in my life. And I you're feed my brain first, first. Like, First, I yeah. make sure it has the and healthy nutrition that complements my body. It's it's and that. That, whole, that needs to be fundamental. Whole, that's our goal. That's our approach. That should be fundamental that, and primary. That's the route. That's kind of that's the the rallying cry, if you will, because you know, based on what you just said, I'm sure you've experienced it. I get the same thing. People people think I'm fucking nuts. Oh, pardon me. Um, people think <laughs> I'm nuts. Because you can cuss on here. We're good. Okay. I, I <laughs> We've already had so, some hiccups here and there, so we're all good. Uh, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like I'm 46. I'm up at 3.30 in the morning. I take my dogs out. I go to CrossFit. I come home. I work my day job. I work keto brains. I work out again three days out of the week. And 99% of the time, I feel better than you know most of the people that I'm working out with who are exhausted by three workouts a week. And that's not because I'm anything special. It's because over many years of, of letting my own brain whip me around ways where I did not like the results in my life, slowly over time, I have chosen to cultivate a routine that I know makes me feel the way I want to feel in life. Right. And I get excited because people don't understand that that is available to everyone. Every moment. This, I was not born with this. This is, this is cultivated and it's hard work and everyone can have it. And guess what? On the other side of the hard work is a sense of freedom and ownership of self and life. Satisfaction. Nothing nothing can buy you. You have to do the work and then you get to be Justin or a Molly. Not that we're perfect all the time. You know, we have part of it. It's part of it. It's part of the, yeah, you evolve and grow and learn. But as you can hear, I get super passionate. To I want people to understand how much is in their control. And most people don't. That's the most exciting thing about Keto Brains. That's the thing that makes me so excited about what we make is that it's it's something, It's it can be that thing. It can be that one little tiny thing that just pushes oh. someone over the edge that makes them realize and connect the dots that they're the ones that are 100% responsible for their experience. All you need yep. to do is something different. It's hard. It's so hard. It's, it's, not, it's a simple mechanism, yeah. but it's hard to do. But I feel keto brains, because people feel it when they try it the first time, especially people who have perhaps been choline deficient, they, they feel it's hope. They feel hopeful that they can actually yep. take control and make decisions that will affect them positively. It re, yep. it reorients their agency, and they are once exactly. again in charge of their well-being. I I can I, I'm gonna, I want Molly to talk, but I am 100% agreeing with you that it stabilizes the driver, yep. like you being behind yeah. the wheel. I love 100%. Yes, and that and that's the thing 
it, it what you the way you just said that I I love that I'm going to have to use that because I I often find myself trying to find the words to explain to people um, what for me is rooted in like evolutionary biology like we have biological proclivities and neurotransmitters and hormones as a you know as a mammal that push us to do a lot of things. And if you're not aware of why these biological proclivities exist, you're literally being whipped around by your biology and by your hormones and by your neurochemicals. But when yep. you gain knowledge and agency, you become the driver. You can't obviously, you can't go against, you know, 250 to 300,000 years of, of biology setting us up to be a certain thing. But what you can do is understand it so then when a feeling or a notion or a, a drive hits you that goes against the path you've chosen for yourself, you can stop and go, oh, that's, that's interesting. I, I, I you observe it like gonna, a scientist. Yeah. You observe it and you go, yes, I will go with that proclivity or no, I'm, I'm not going to. Whether it's yes, I will eat that cake or no, or yes, I will go after that mate or yes, I will drive faster because I'm angry. But there's no it, fear. It's it's a choice. No. You see it, it's, you acknowledge it, and you say, "Oh, okay, next." And you, well, like you're Justin not. Said, you're, yeah. You become the driver. One hundred percent. You become the. You said it. Yep. I love that. <laughs> and so, okay, I love this. One of the things that I think is important about it also is as we take control of this and we take ownership, and you feel the keto brains kick in. I think it helps. Uh, one of the things I liked about it, because it does put in perspective that what you put in your body affects your brain as well as your body. And so exactly what you guys said, and now we're talking about driving with clarity, I think is also part of it. And wow, um, that's just like, we could just Seen end the clearly. podcast right there almost. <laughs> that's it. It's like, that was the conclusion, guys. We'll, like, we'll start over. You, we now. solved the world problems before we got on here, so we're getting off now. But, we're official, Sorry. It's keto brains. Yeah. TM. We're full of it. <laughs> so, I mean, talk to me about your guys' lifestyle a little bit, like, um, and like what keto, how you've built keto brains. Like it's, it's obviously you live a, a healthy lifestyle, but you've also built it into a brand and you're still building keto brains. So how did the two of you guys like build this company over the last four years, I guess, five years, however long it's been? Yeah, so oh. it started out as uh, entrepreneurship was really the initial interest in this. I had been a photographer for 10 years and had done my own form of entrepreneurship and building business and whatnot. But a product-oriented business is completely different and new. Um, and I was really interested. We were listening to another podcast at the time. I think it was software-oriented. But it was like, how can you – is it possible to create – like a truly turnkey product where you, you create it, you source all the materials, you, you automate everything and you literally just click the order button and it comes out on the other end. That whole process is just fascinating to me. So I got my sister interested in creating a product and it was something that we ended up getting rid of and moving on um, to keto brains. Uh, so that was kind of the genesis of why we started the product or started a product. Right. I never would have without Kyle. I never would oh, have not. taken right. my years in this industry and done anything other than make special blends for people in my life if it wasn't for Kyle already right. having gone through 
Like I watched him go through 10 years of building his own little website and getting clients and building a business and then learning how to do everything himself and then realizing, hey, I can pay someone. I watched him go through all the steps and it, it ended up being kind of the perfect combination totally. of Kyle's experience and the entrepreneurial side and the, you know, just setting up a website and everything that goes into the back end of a website. And, you know, I just basically spent 20 years right. 20 years learning about things and then teaching people things and then making Kyle take the things totally. that I can call. <laughs> 100%. And one of the things like, I don't, as, a, as an entrepreneur, a thought I have often is like, man, if I got to do this over from the beginning, I'd do it this way. Right. Or I would, I'd be aware of that this time going forward. And, and what are some of those things? Not only a new business, but a new type, new category of business was just like, Oh yeah, this is, it was exciting and it was yeah. interesting. Like, what are some of I, those things um, that you're talking about there? No, I'm sorry to interrupt, but what were some oh, of the fine. things that you're talking about that you wish you could go back and tell yourself? I'm always interested because I have the same thing too. I know I never could and it's not, right. but I do know that if I run into someone else, I do tell them. I, yeah. And that, you know, the list is inexhaustible. Um, number one is, well, at some point you have enough money to pay somebody to do something, but you have to learn when it's appropriate to do that. I got, I think I probably did that too soon. I got excited about the prospect of paying someone to do the things that I didn't do well, that they did to create a better whole. So I spent too much too quick. And I spent a lot of time just trying to keep up with those relationships, those commitments, uh, because, and because once you add something to the service people have, you don't, you can't take it away. Right. Um, and uh, sorry, a little more backstory. I have a business called Hen Art Photography and there are independent contractors who are photographers. It's essential, essentially a really focused lead referral uh, business for interviewed photographers. Uh, anyhow, so I couldn't offer them a service and say, eh, you know, I can't pay for it. So I'm going to remove it from the entire ecosystem. Once it's there, it's kind of sticky and you have to stay. Uh, to summarize, I guess that point is spend as little as possible and look for opportunities where you can get the most out of that, of that spend on fewer things as opposed to more things. Start small, do one thing simple, do it really well, then do it again, over and over yeah. again. A little bit of a ramble, but that's kind of the No, that's, the that's well, and again, that's one of those things that you were able to bring to Keto Brains. Um, yeah. And you still, you still bring to Keto Brains. And it's funny because, Will, I'm still in this mode of you know, we're this tiny little business. We're two people. We started with one credit card. I'm not paying anybody for anything, Kyle. No, we're going to do it ourselves. <laughs> and Kyle's, you know, Kyle ends up talking me down and he's right. You know, where our story began is not where our story currently is. And it's not where our story is going. And right. for our story of Keto Brains, our, our business of Keto Brains, for what we have happening in this new year we are very quickly approaching that place where it is going to be the right thing to pay money to outsource certain things because it's going to free us up. We, we essentially are the brand. We know we should be doing a podcast. We should be doing videos. There's so much we should be doing, but we're busy doing the things that it's now time to pay other people to do so that we can 
yeah, so that we can skyrocket the business and and share keto brains with more people and garner more customers so that we can grow and share it even more. Yeah. And it's difficult um, to recognize. It's, I mean, I think that's something people probably mess up a lot <laughs> the first time they do a business. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's you never yeah. know when to hire your first person. It's so weird because I agree. I think it's like you have to create a position, but then what does the position handle? Because that first position is always like a hodgepodge of things potentially, but you need someone to do the work. But maybe right. you guys have something specific, but I always found it like I'm creating positions more or less as an entrepreneur than I'm actually using a traditional role and applying like, oh, I need a photographer. Let me put them in. Oh, well, I actually need a photographer, videographer, audio person, all three of them. Right. Is there anyone out there that has the skills, like have stacked these skills? Okay. There's three of them in the total universe. I'll take those three to interview. Absolutely. You know? yep. But it's That's like it. getting that specific. Is that what you're, what you're thinking? Well, it's so it, it is interesting because at least for myself, I'm I I you you name it, I can probably do it for you. And if I don't know how to do it and you pay me sufficiently, I'm going to figure it out. So you are correct in that it gets muddy in my brain because, you know, I I, I do shipping. I do customer reach out. Kyle does customer reach out. Kyle and right. I both manage the website. We both write blogs. We both deal with the co-packer. Yeah. So. In the beginning, you're thinking, how do I just find another me who can do right. everything I do? So the conversation, at least in my own head, ends up shutting down because I'm like, there's no one I can trust to do all the things. Right. But as a starting point, and Kyle brought this up at the beginning, as a starting point, and we just had a discussion with a friend today that's kind of helping us with this potential transition, one of the big things would be um, getting, we're, we're looking at getting our projections for the year in order so that we can look at what it looks like to use a turnkey establishment that might also do shipping for us. So right. instead of traditionally hiring a human, we may be quote unquote hiring, you know, a different, um, basically a turnkey co-packer slash shipper. Mm -hmm. So there will be costs associated with that, but that might be the first, if you will, hire before right. an actual, human hire because that what that sense. does is free our again I, we mentioned it earlier but it makes no sense to pay us <clears throat> whatever we're worth to the business to ship things at this point our time is best used growing and taking care of people right i agree and building yeah. the relationship with the clients and the customers yep. i mean you have a solid product you know the formula you're not trying to create a million different varieties at this point you're just trying to grow your brand and right. so like being able to build a fetish doesn't mean you eventually may not have your own factory or need a bigger co-packer, but I agree with you. The co-packers that do fulfillment or that actually lower your cost by having everything in house are just the way to go now. And if there's not a lot out there, but the ones that are out there, all the better that actually control that and are also fulfillment companies. I agree with you. It's huge. Yeah. It's a huge business. Um, and I, I can say that from anyone that's, going that way it's important to you know produce your food or have your um co-packer produce the food and be in control of the food as much as possible i just think the less hands it touch the more money there is to be made by Agreed. the parties that are actually doing the work and you get less distance on on your product and you get you know just better better experience and closer connection with the clients ultimately or the customers so yeah 
Um, wow. I, I, we're, we're right there. So tell me what, I mean, did you guys have increased sales during COVID? How was that? I mean, I don't even know because I just know that some food went up, some food went down, there were shortages. <laughs> like, did you guys right. have problems producing your product because you have certain ingredients and you're talking about packaging? Like, what was that like for you guys as a consumer packaged good company, basically? Um, well, it, it was interesting because we, we were, we were thinking about it and I think we like launched keto grain at a really high price point, like on Amazon and an old website in like September of 2019. So those first few months of existence for a company coming out of nowhere, you know, there, w- there wasn't a whole lot happening. And we started to, um, in January of 2020, we were able to, well, we, we decided to change the price point. The price point was too high and we were thinking about all the ways we were going to start selling it. And then, you know, COVID, COVID did not diminish sales. Um, we just kept brand, growing. It, we kept, we grew, the, yeah. The, the crux of it is, is that we've been growing ever since inception. Um, there were many challenges getting product. The biggest challenge it's always challenging if you're ordering raw materials that need to be shipped from another country because ultimately uh, we're trying to cut out middlemen as we already mentioned. Yes. But so there was already the issue of the amount of time it takes to get product. And then with COVID the shipping costs just became insane. Like we, at one point, well, we paid like $23,000 for shipping for a raw material, which was the same amount as the raw material during COVID. Some huge so number, yeah. There were a lot of, a lot of issues with um, getting product on time. We were still able to get it, but it was more expensive, primarily due to shipping costs, um, more t- potential time issues because of, you know, uh, ports being shut down or product not being leave other countries um everything we don't have anything coming from other countries anymore because that was too stressful so we were able to uh at the end of last year um, find sources of everything from secure yep. suppliers side um but it was interesting i i i, I can't say if like i, can't, I don't want to say like covid was good or bad for us but you know you did have a lot of people now you know working from home, spending probably more time on their computers and on their phones, more people not feeling good and, and and looking to ways to feel better, more people concerned about brain fog. People also Um, had a lot of money to spend for a little period there, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, we probably benefited a little bit from that. Yeah. But again, I think it was just because I think one good thing that COVID has brought about, like worldwide, no matter what people believe about anything, is that irrespective irrespective of the virus, the vaccine, the boosters, anything else, taking care of your underlying foundational state of health is key. So even if you're like, you're someone who's never thought twice about your health, maybe now you're taking vitamin C. If you're the biohacker who is already doing everything for your health, maybe now you're taking infusions of NAD. The point is everyone, even those people already paying attention to their health, started paying even greater attention to all aspects of their health. Mm-hmm. So I think for us, 
in kind of like the, the wellness supplement community who had a quality product, um, it was, it, it was a good scenario for partnering individuals with a product to really make them feel better brain wise and well, well and body wise. Yeah, exactly. The- yeah. Yeah. Because I agree. I mean, and I work out twice a day. I'm, you know, and I do the same thing in the same regimen. And I think that having like there's extra needed, and you need to have be extra dialed in. Can anyone do it? Of course, it takes time to get your body used to it. But it first starts with the mental thing, like we're talking about. It starts with getting used to having the right stuff in your diet, getting used to getting your brain stimulated, getting used to being focused and functional, and and mentally healthy and like it starts with little habits like even though like you just got to start walking every day I don't know how else to put it like it's just like everyone comes to me and they talk about it it's the same thing you just got to start taking the supplement every day you just got to start taking your vitamins every day or whatever it is that you need to do you need to start somewhere because that foundation is how you get to where Molly's talking about which is farther down the road where now you're stacking your your habits which are actually healthy habits which are actually lifestyle habits and that for a better lifestyle period and at least from my experience i can tell you like i have a better lifestyle i can get around i don't get tired i have i turn one day into three days and i get a lot more done than everyone else and it's like i always have to take i i always have to be careful because i push like everyone too hard that's not in the same groove that i'm in for a lack of a better term and um i do the same I've learned, I, I, because I, I think, I think for me, especially, and you know, you know, we've all, we've all gone through things, but I was a fat kid an obese teenager. I was an artist. I was a geek. I didn't grow up doing sports. It's like, I've had, I had a really long path of trying to figure out what this health thing was, where it lived, how to find it. And I guess I just internally feel like, I know where I came from and how fucking hard it was. And if I can do it, you can do it. Mm -hmm. So I have to often pull back because I get excited for the changes individuals in my life could make. And I have to always remind myself I can support, but I cannot change them. And it scares them away. They just feel like you have this magical source of energy they don't have. And I'm always just trying to get them to understand that's not the case. It's been cultivated and it takes work. I (laughs) am so there with you right now. Like my energy is so positive and so high. People are like, think I'm like some magical magician or something. Sometimes (laughs) I'm like, like, it's just, it's just not that way. It it is. It's work. It's just dedication. It's It's just uh... stacking it up over a long period of time, particularly when everyone was so negative over the last few years and I had no choice but to be extremely positive to totally. keep going as an entrepreneur I think Jocko said it but it's like the you can't rely on motivation everybody talks about not being motivated to do stuff you can't rely on motivation it's nice when it's there right it's great to be motivated to do a thing but you're not always going to be motivated it's just the way it works you can be disciplined discipline is always there yeah if and you it- can come up with a way to create discipline for yourself it's with you always, whenever you want, on demand. Motivation, not so much. 
and I like this because I mean we live in such a fear mongering society right now that I'll call it um, totally. fear mongering, fear monger, afraid to say anything, afraid to speak our mind, afraid we're not making the right decision, whatever it is. But here's the thing. Like what I'm afraid of is not being the best of myself while I'm here, not making a difference in everyone's life, not doing all those things. So it's not that everyone's like, oh, you're not afraid of anything. It's not true. There's it's just I'm afraid of one thing. Good point. It's just I'm not like there are like I don't want to jump out of a plane with no parachute. Obviously, I'm afraid of that. But it's <laughs> like I'm not afraid because the thing that I'm afraid of is having not making impact not making right. importance being important in this world not from a selfish standpoint but if i'm going to live and take up space on this right. planet i need to benefit the planet in the process because otherwise 100%. i am just taking up space or what i would say taking from everything around me because i'm just right like i don't know how to do it if you're not mentally stimulating yourself and you're not physically stimulating yourself and going to a job is not mentally stimulating yourself like i just like it's right. di like going in and out of a job every day where you punch buttons or it's the same every day or whatever it is it's not mentally stimulating you need to mentally stimulate yourself and challenge yourself right. and be uncomfortable that's the type of mental stimulation but i'm also talking about feeding the brain right. and um so i think it's yeah. all of those things um on that fear topic real quick it's like we fear is there for a reason we need it we, we we are here because fear exists within us for certain reasons the issue is that everybody's afraid of the wrong things yeah we, we're afraid of each other yeah we're, we're afraid, afraid of, of saying words because someone might think a thing of us yeah and we're we'll afraid of trying because we'll get made fun of a thing or not because yeah. typically yeah. we're not going to ask them <laughs> we're going to we're going to make an assumption and walk the other direction because it's too much work most of the time i'm talking about myself too this is just this is the default mode I think a lot of humans find themselves in right now. It's we need to get refocused on the things that merit our fear and the things that don't. And don't be afraid of the things that we don't need to be afraid of. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. It's everywhere. And I think that that's a lot of like if we took more control and we took more ownership back to Jocko, like extreme ownership of our own lives, like to his thing, that a lot of that disappears weirdly. Like when we own our own actions, like like that oh shit fucking sucked that that person did to me. But what what like even if it's just I can see one percent that there was something that I did to maybe cause that situation, it's enough of a self reflection to improve. It doesn't mean it's your fault. It just means that you like somehow you were in that situation. Like it happens to me all the time. Like how, what did I did something or I put myself here? I probably shouldn't have put myself here in the first place. Is usually what, what, where it goes down to. <laughs> like this was a yeah, bad idea. Right, right. Yeah. And what that is though, that's, I, I love that. And this is, I'm glad this is, that sentiment is coming up more and more for me in conversations. Um, it's the Viktor Frankl quote. It, it's between stimulus and response, there is a space. And the more we learn to do what you just outlined in every situation, like a thing happens or a thing, a person happens to us, a, an event happens to us. And part of this whole uh, gaining personal sovereignty game is putting space between the reaction that you want to have. Like I've been wrong. Unconscious reaction Un unconscious and taking that moment to say hmm did did i maybe do something to warrant that response from that human 
Let me think about the best way to respond. And that's from everything. Again, that's everything from you get cut off in your car and you want to yell and honk your horn. Or do you go, hmm, yeah, I did that to someone last week. Uh, Sorry, buddy. I get it. Or, you know, you lose lose the job or your car gets stolen or whatever the situation. It's never fruitful to flip the frick out because now you have to put forth effort to bring yourself back to baseline. And guess what? The problem is still there to solve. And you just wasted so much energy on this completely useless reaction. So much. (laughs) So much energy (laughs) is wasted because people, we, we forget to cultivate that space between experience and response. It's there. Yeah. Yeah, just and need to, and so much so we grow. even we look at everyone else for the answer. Like we're like cultivating the answer from someone else when it's really inside us. Like I get it. That person was place. mean, but like, okay, like what can I do better? You know, and it's like we don't have that self-check anymore as humans. Like it's weirdly, it's I don't even know how to describe it. Anymore for some reason. I don't, what happened where, like that was the default, I feel. Like we got here because that was the default. Yep. I feel like that's not any longer. They're all wacky. <laughs> They're all mapped to the wrong uh, I want to say values but I'm not talking about traditional values but I'm like physical thing like things that make us existing here on this planet easier more sustainable and more enjoyable like that's what we should be focused on everything else is extraneous I mean am I wrong (laughs) well and it's the whole thing um this is what I find interesting as humans and we'll actually talk about uh, we can go into this because I think it's perfect for what we're talking about is of course I like nice shoes and nice clothes and all that. But at some point, like isn't that I'm putting the same time into that thing I should be putting and investing in myself. Okay, I'm not talking about investing in the things that buy those shoes. That's great. It makes me look good. But if I don't have the confidence that goes along or I'm not taking care of myself to go along with it, what am I actually proving by having the shoes or the nice car or whatever? That's for me. Like there's, really good, I feel like a complete yeah. phony if I'm not well-rounded and there's like something up. Yeah. And I, it's just I, like, go ahead. I have that. You know, I, I, I think about that because I have this thing about dressing up. I feel like I'm in a costume, but mm-hmm. if I think about it, I do spend a, I spend a lot of time on what I think is valuable in a human. Like I want to be physically healthy. I want to be strong I, I, I would like Resilient. to do my best to take my skin. I would like to recover well. All of that feels like the important stuff. And I feel like when that's taken care of, like I do not care what I put on my body. I am in my workout you clothes. Stop caring. And you eventually stop caring. Well, it, it, I, and, but I'm, but if I contrast that with how I felt, you know, as a, you know, in a, a fat kid and obese teenager mm-hmm. before I had mm-hmm. understood I had any agency, there was always the thought, you know, school clothes shopping. I need this brand and I need these shoes. It was it was a desperate attempt I, to to Fit feel in. legit as Fit a in. human yep. before I had agency. And now it's like the opposite. Like my agency is mine and no one can take it from me. Yep. So if it perceive perceive me in a certain way, like at CrossFit, I do CrossFit barefoot. I can afford shoes, but I don't want to wear shoes at CrossFit. Like, I don't I don't care what anybody thinks about me because I'm doing the important things for me to have agency. The thing is you save so much energy, not when you stop putting your thoughts, there's literally, there's got to be some sort of quantifiable amount of quote unquote energy that is wasted when you just 
are constantly thinking about what someone is going to think about something irrelevant, like the color of your shoes or whether or not you're wearing shoes. How do you do burpees without any shoes on, like without breaking your toes? Like, I can't figure that one out because I do burpees all the time without my shoes on just randomly and my toes, like I'm just like, they get in the way everywhere. So if I was in a rush, it would be a problem. Yeah. Well, I will say if, so I learned the hard way that if it's more than like, if the workout is like do 12 burpees and then there's three other movements, my feet are fine. But we did a workout where it was like, 80 or 100 burpees over the wad and I didn't realize it was happening but I basically um lost I <laughs> I lost all the skin on my toes from the damn mess so <laughs> I always I always have shoes in my car in case it's a rope climbing day or there's more than 200 meters of running or more than 10 burpees at a time then I will put my shoes on and obviously right. for like the assault bike but so you'll adapt else, as needed, right? I adapt as needed, but everything else, it's like, once you figure out how good it feels to have your toes grabbing the ground when you're lifting things, 100%. It's, it's so hard to go back to putting, like, it feels like my feet are deaf if like, I have shoes yes. on them now. <laughs> they can't hear, they can't interact, they're deaf and dumb. No. Sorry. They can't, well, they this can't is a, actually a really good example of um, what happens to our bodies like we sort of code our feet but actually if you want to lift something heavy your toes need to grip can grip into the ground and hold weight you could put more weight over your head there's leverage in your toes absolutely and this is and i'm it's weird that we're talking about this right now because i've literally started doing this myself a lot in my own situation if i go work out somewhere else i wear shoes but in my own area in my when I'm doing the rower, when I have the bike, when I'm lifting weights, when I have the barbell, when I'm on my own, I don't wear shoes anymore. It's like I just, yep. if I run, I so do. Good. Or I'm outside, I do. But generally in in my own space, in my own workout space, like, nope, not anymore. Like, because, like, I don't even know, it was maybe December, November, I just started, like, rowing without shoes on because, like, I was just, like, I want to try this. Like, I want to try if my, because I was getting like a foot cramp, like on my left foot and the inside of my foot all the time, even though I was stretching my calf and everyone told me to roll my foot. I'm like, that's not what's going on. Something, it just mm-hmm. doesn't like the movement of rowing because I'm rowing so much, but I'm was trying to increase my rowing capabilities and it was cold outside. So I was doing more rowing than running outside or biking right. outside or whatever. And so, or wanting to even go to outside to the gym. So what I had was what I used and, um, and still getting in my 45 minutes. Cause we had a snowstorm here in Nashville also. But once I took off my shoes, I no longer got the pain in the insole on my foot, like, or the, awesome. whatever the strain, nope. I don't know what it's called, but it's usually when you stretch, you can get rid of it. But dude, totally. Well, yeah. We're, we're literally hampering. We're, yeah. uh, we're, we're choosing to disable Right. Um, most important body part we have for, you know, it's our um, connection to the ground, to the earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, that sounds, but that's a literal statement. That's literally like the interaction that we have with the earth happens with our feet. Yeah. It seems significant enough to pay attention to, at least <laughs> to be interested in, right? <laughs> I know. It's so interesting. We're talking about this on a podcast, but I agree with you. Um, so funny. Like I yeah. grew up on a farm, so I've always like, in even in college and stuff. And I think, probably when it gets warmer here you'll probably i'll be running around with my shoes on but i generally don't wear shoes i just don't like them i don't like driving with them i don't which probably gets me arrested whoever's gonna pull me over but anyway 
I think you have to drive with shoes. Yeah, I think you have to drive with shoes. You can't drive with sandals. I know that's a law. Yeah, I know that too. And yeah. um, it's really weird. And it depends yeah. on the state. But it's um, but either way, I I just I like feeling the ground. I don't sleep with socks on. I know people do that. Like I just my right. feet want to be free as much as possible. Um, they want to talk. They yeah. want to they want to communicate. It's, yeah it's chemical and it's it's electrical but it's communication and if they're not information and if they're yeah. not free they're going to be in some pretty dope fly shoes also that's all i'm saying oh, like, my feet are my good. world because like, you know what it is like i'll say this about my feet take me everywhere i walk everywhere now in nashville like if it's less than three miles i'm fucking walking they're like, really? Yeah, yep. If you're going to walk, we're going to take an Uber. I'm like, I'll see you guys there. They're like, you don't, See even if we pay for the Uber, you don't want to go with us? I'm like, nah, uh, you're missing my point. It's not a money my thing. Feet work. It's my not feet a money thing. Work. It's a health thing. <laughs> yeah. It's a right. mental thing. And walking is the most mentally healthy thing, I think, on the planet, just from the standpoint of being able to think and move I'd your agree. mind. I'd agree. And I think yep. we always have been walking and moving and thinking as we've been walking. So it naturally stimulates in 250,000 years of evolution. I but, agree. But that's well, for me. I, like, I'll no, even... We, go ahead. We, well, no, we walked. So I, I didn't buy my... Like, I had cars a couple times that people gave to me, like old cars. But I didn't buy my first, my car until I was 36. And I lived, <laughs> I lived in Boston. And I walked, like, I, I walked all over Boston. I took the tea sometimes, but if it was under 10 miles, I walked in the winter. Obviously, there was more uh, tea. When I lived in San Luis Obispo, I moved there when I was, like, 17. And by the time I was 21 and started going to bars, like, like <laughs> all of the guys in the bars knew me because I was, like, the girl with the muscular legs that walked everywhere. <laughs> and, and it, I like I'd write poetry in my head and I would think and I'd walk from coffee shop to coffee shop in Boston. So good. And it was I miss it so much, but my life is so complicated now or not complicated. So uh, busy. My life is so busy now. I don't have 3 hours to go walk and read and think. What a but luxury was, that was. Oh my god. Oh, it was yeah. amazing. It was amazing. I still miss it. I need to find yeah. I need to make it happen. Yeah. I'll <laughs> let you, every I gotta say Go ahead. Have you seen uh Contact, Jody Foster? Yes. I love so that, that movie. movie. This is one of my favorite current and most useful analogies is that Jody Foster, you know, the scientists, they get these instructions beamed down to them to build this thing from the super intelligent, you know, race of aliens apparently. Anyhow, they build Trying to the save thing. the humans, right? I think. Yeah. And they build the thing to a T and it's perfect, but they put a chair in it and it wasn't in the original designs. And so like when she, she's fallen and it's like they release her, it's the big show. There's all this vibration. It's shaking. It's scary. And it's violent. She's like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Something's weird. It's scary. And then the chair's rattling and the bolts shake out of the chair and the chair finally comes loose from the floor and everything is silent and quiet because the chair wasn't in the original design. <laughs> It didn't work how yeah, it was supposed to. Exactly. And I feel it's the same thing with our feet and shoes. We yeah. weren't built to have them on our feet, so they're not going to work nope. as they were intended. Yeah. Nope. Nope. I agree with you. And I think that the more we can get used to and I think it's healthy for our joints and the little muscles in our feet and our, our legs. And yeah. 
I just, and I walk everywhere. Uh, here in Nashville, it's, gosh, the one thing I wish I could change about Nashville is the amount of trash all over the place all the time. Like, it's just ridiculous. But that's, it's like Los Angeles was like, I don't even know, years ago, like years ago, or New York City. But that's one thing Crazy. I wish I could change about here. But I do, and the broken bottles everywhere because people carry glass everywhere going to the honky tonks and stuff. But yeah, other than, check it out. But the, um, yeah, definitely. Um, anyone who wants to come to Nashville, I'm here. I go out. I know all the people. Like, I just, not like I know awesome. all the people, but I know enough people that we could have a good time. And right. um, and the restaurants and stuff. And I will say Nashville is a great place. It's like up and coming Los Angeles meets New York. And it's obviously that way because it's the third music and entertainment right. capital in the United States. It's so, <clears throat> that being said, yeah. I walk everywhere the same because, like, I, when I, as of my life changed and I then became part of a city here and where I live currently right now, it's easy to walk everywhere. But I find I use time blocking now really a lot and I block my day, my time into two hours. And if I fill the two hours great with like a podcast or whatever with a thing, or if I go to a sporting event and I need four hours, I block out four hours, but I don't let anything go like nothing. Even if it's a 15 minute meeting in a two hour block, then I have an hour and 45 minutes, what I call free time to do another task that moves me along. And that's really how I make days multiple days into one because it was asked from me before and we kind of talked about it now and we're talking about it again like i just i'm able to time block and within that time block if i have an hour meeting i know that on each side i have a half hour to walk there and so i walk yeah. right and yeah. do i answer really phone calls there do i do extra credit quote unquote while i'm walking maybe right. maybe i do maybe right. i don't but i don't have the pressure to do it it's like my goal is an hour long meeting in that two hours what i do with that half hour on each end in walking there is up to me but it's not pressure you know and right. so many people are like oh i need to fill more with my time because i have an opening well that's great but you're not forming a habit like we're talking about which is what you're actually doing is forming dishabits you're jumping from one thing to another and you're training your brain yep. to put out fires not only put them out yep. but create them and, and so it's a discipline as well absolutely yeah. yeah and so i think it's to what we're talking about and it goes back to the shoe thing which is it's just your your feet get used to it and like I truly believe in this. So there's lots of parts of the human body that are quote unquote asleep muscles that we have that are maybe my knee isn't working or maybe I have a limp and it's really not an injury. It's really just our, the right muscles, the right areas aren't being activated. And it's similar with the brain and keto brains to tie that back as well as it helps stimulate parts of the brain that, that should be stimulated, those that we would stimulate if we ate a more well-rounded diet, but we don't. Right. So we need to supplement, just saying. And like it's stimulating the brain in the way that we could do that we don't. And it's giving us the ability to stimulate the brain the way we should stimulate our muscles, which we do on our feet by walking barefoot. We stimulate a lot of little microfibers, the totally. little muscles. By wearing shoes, we take away a lot of that little thing. And one thing is interesting is you don't under I have you ever actually walked barefoot on like something and eventually your foot hardens, but you can feel everything on the ground, even if it's harder, it would have normally hurt before, but eventually it doesn't hurt. And you can really feel the things underneath <laughs> you. It's a sensor. Well, it's very, it's, how many nerve endings? It's a huge sensor. I know. And you, you wake can, them you up. You can distinguish types of material and hardness and it's unreal. <laughs> it's incredible. Well, I mean, it's so cool. 
you can't run. Well, I, I, won't, I won't say that. You can run wrong barefoot. But what I mean to say is if I've got a bunch of padding in the shoe that I'm running in, I can, I can come crashing down on each step on my heel. And then all of the joints in my body will take the brunt of that from my ankles all the way up to my head. And when you're, when you're running barefoot, like if we're running, if, you know, if I run a 200 or a 400 and I decide to do a barefoot, cause that's what I want to do. It's on pavement on concrete and you're hitting the ground in a way where your feet kind of learn to fold over the things that would hurt if you came crashing down on them. Mm-hmm. And so you're almost forced to run correctly, if you will, because well, you can't you're heel strike. You can't you heel, can strike. heel strike. You will no. break. You will break your feet and your ankles your immediately. Yeah. You have your muscles do the work yeah. instead of your joints taking the weight of you running. And it's what yes. is it? It's like three times your weight when you're running. Like yeah. every time your foot comes down. Right. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's interesting. But What's interesting is like more, it's all it's all. All of this is just a result of paying closer attention to smaller things. Yeah. Well, and, and it's exactly that, right? Yeah. Brain and the body with, with consumption, with I think with we've kind of gotten away from that. And it's like, there's just, we are so saturated with the fire hose of, of data and information from all directions these days. How much, how much time can you, can you give to like thinking about how many different sensations your barefoot feels on the concrete? I know. <laughs> It's, it's hard crazy to, to time block that. <laughs> so you want to build it in, right? I agree. And I, I just want to thank you guys for coming on the podcast and taking the time to come on here. Will you guys also tell everyone where they can find you guys again? And I'm, we're going to have to schedule another one with you guys because I think we have so much more to talk about. Maybe get another one here in the next couple of weeks um, if you guys uh, don't mind. That. But will you guys great. let everyone know where they can find you and um, where they can find you on social media? You bet. It's ketobrains.com, K-E-T-O-B-R-A-I-N-Z. And it's just at ketobrains on all the socials. And thank you, everyone, for listening in. Um, on the barefoot thing, there are barefoot running clubs and, and introductions and introductions to barefoot exercise out there in the world. You can just Google it, just so anyone knows. If you're interested in this podcast um, or... Uh, listening to it or sharing it please do that please write a comment if you like the individuals that are on here please share it um what i actually meant to say was if if you want to listen to it listen to us on spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts which is funny because we're already listening to the podcast so i'm telling you to go listen to it as you're listening to it which is an interesting way of advertising but either way um you can also find us on Instagram and you can DM us there or text us on the phone number. And again, you can find us on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. Thank you. And we're out.